FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome, everybody. So good to have you joining us here on 87.6, or 88 right across Australia. Massive shout-out this morning for all of those listening in Collinsvale, Tasmania on 88.0. To Gabby, Victoria on 87.6 and the Central Highlands, Tasmania on 87.8. Welcome to you guys and everybody else this morning. Of course, you're with Double L Team, Lyle and... Lawson. Lawson. Ask me what I'm thankful for. What are you thankful for, Lyle? I'm thankful for so many things. I know I've been away for a couple of days. Let me tell you what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, preached evangelistic presentations in Coffs Harbour. Mm-hmm. Preached evangelistic presentations in Tari. And uh-huh. in between those two events, I went to Queensland uh-huh. and met my grandson. Ah, oh, that's amazing. Who is a week old a and week absolutely old awesome. And awesome and massive. He's a big boy. Yeah. Nine pounder. Wow. That's, this is a decent size baby. He's like, <laughs> like a two month old. He's <laughs> so good. That's yeah. awesome. So you were just driving up and down and up and down, it seems like. Well, I drove up and then I drove up. And then I just drove down. Uh-huh. So I kind of did it like that. And kind of speaking. Did, did a bit of a round tour, you know. Preaching, hugging babies, kind yes. of politician life Coffs right Harbour there. to Brisbane, back to Tari, uh-huh. back to home. Getting it done. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. That's amazing. But now you're here in Newcastle. I am. Sunny. Sunny? Kind of. <laughs> Beautiful. Ah, the, sun came, the sun came out yesterday. It was rainy in the morning and then it was kind of sunny in the afternoon. But I can see a patch of blue out there. It looks kind of cloudy today. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if that means rain. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so coming up in today's news, we're going to be talking about gambling in the Northern Territory. Uh, some very concerning news coming out of the Northern Territory uh, up there in relationship to gambling. We're also going to talk about signs of the times and the heat wave that hit the UK. Oof. Can you believe that people nearly died when it hit? Well, people did die when it hit 40. 40. Yeah, it's just like an average summer's day. It is The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We are about to get into our positively different news. Before we do that, we've got a question for the quiz. Okay, the first question. What type of wood did King Solomon make as common as sycamore in his kingdom? So there's a type of wood. It's not sycamore. Sycamores are very common in Israel. But he said, he said, okay, there's this different type of wood that's really awesome. And it's going to be as common as sycamore in our kingdom. If you know what the answer is to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And if you call or text that number, basically, you have the opportunity to win two prizes that are both the choice of yours. Firstly, you can choose what kind of puzzle you want. So we have all these incredible, like, massive 500,000-piece puzzles. And they're like Christ holding a child, the Good Shepherd, the Three Angels, Garden of Eden, Daniel and the Lion's Den, Den, 2x2, First Rainbow, New Jerusalem. These kinds of epic scenes in the Bible. So you can make these puzzles. Or, uh, sorry, you can choose one of those. And I like you, puzzles. You can choose a CD. We have a whole host of different CDs from Melita Fong, uh, Carly Fletcher, who you just heard singing then, uh, you know, Kate Hollingsworth, all these different people. You've, you've got the option of both. I'll go to the puzzle. No, you get both. Oh, you get both? You get an option of both. Oh, okay. So you, so you get, get both. To you get puzzle choose and a puzzle, a puzzle and you get to choose a CD. Can I so have two can, puzzles instead? No. You can have a puzzle and then a CD to listen to See, whilst not, you're doing what, the puzzle. This is what happens when I'm not here. You mess what? everything up. What do you mean? See, you should, I, should be, I, th- I think I should be able to have two puzzles. Why? <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you gonna? What are you gonna mix them together? No. You gonna what? Complete both of them? Yes. Without listening to music? Yes. Why? Because I like puzzles. Yeah, I like puzzles too, and we we're hoping the listeners like puzzles. <laughs> Why are you acting like a child? That's so funny. Number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. And again, that question was: What type of wood did King Solomon make as common as sycamore in his kingdom? You know the answer to that one? Get your answers in. Absolutely. Let's have some positively different news, eh? Well, in positively different news this morning, okay, I've got two stories. It's about future tech and cool, crazy, futuristic stuff. Okay, the first one. Let's go. The first one is basically nanomachines, Lyle. Yes. In our bloodstream. Yes. Doing crazy things. Yes. Well, this particular one, this is like a bit of an, or, an organic approach to so this is the, scary the thing. nanomachine. What? Because what if they inject you with a nanomachine? Uh-huh. And then that nanomachine can replicate itself uh-huh. and just take over your whole body. Yeah, just like start controlling your your prefrontal cortex and just, uh-huh. like, start uh-huh. making decisions uh-huh. and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this one is actually... This is the natural route of, of nanomachines. Essentially, uh, a group of researchers and scientists in China have come up with a, a system where they use a light to direct white blood cells that have payloads in them of particular medications or, you know, to attack, you know, maybe blockages or debris or something like that. So, essentially, they use this light. Uh, This light, it is called, like, scanning optical tweezers, uh, which is, like, a little very precise laser. So, you grab a whole bunch of white blood cells, Uh you send them directly to, say, a blob of cancer. Yeah. And then you just kill that thing. That's right. Use the light. To guide do you, them. Do you put nanomachines in the white blood cells to kill the cancer? Or do you just use white blood cells? No, they're, white like, blood cells? they're like gene-edited white blood cells that have the ability to follow this laser light. So what do you do with these gene-edited cells once they are done? Do they just well, die off? Well, the thought they... is that they die off, yeah. Right. They get directed by this laser light. What if and... they start reproducing, though? Because white blood cells reproduce. And what if they start reproducing edited white blood cells? Listen, Lyle. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is where this is where Lyle is positively positively different news. <laughs> the log just comes and rains all over. I've got it. actually, I've got kind of a scary one coming up. But for this one right now, they've been doing tests on this, not with humans, but they're doing te- they've been doing tests with this in the tail of zebrafish. Okay, so they've been taking that's random taking zebrafish and and getting these blood cells and like moving them around with this light and yeah attacking debris and cancer cells and and it's been working out now this uh study has been done as i said in china uh oh, what was this guy's name i had it right china here. yeah yeah um dr and we're, gonna, Chen, we're, gonna, we're gonna trust the chinese Xian, Xian Cheng Zheng party of the institute of nano phonetics nano phonetics at the jinan university in china okay so here's my question okay would you would you trust uh, some gene edited white blood cells being um, nano moved around your body that is being created by the Chinese Communist Party? That like is it being created by the Chinese Communist Party? Like that's 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 the real question. Like yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just giving I know, you a hard time. I, I know I'm you're giving me a hard time. But like this is this is cool. This it is, is absolutely this is like, cool. This is basically. 
And this is the thing. Regardless of whether whether people use this for good or for nefarious purposes, it is cool technology. That's right. It is cool stuff to learn about and to know about. The cool thing about it is that these white blood cells have the ability to carry medication in them. Yes. Like, that's the thing that I see. So that's, basically, you have white so you blood have targeted cells. targeted medication. That's right. You have white blood cells like carpet bombing cancers in your body with payloads no, that they drop not. off. They're not carpet bombing. Carpet bombing is when you take a, a, a drug. Uh-huh. A medication that carpet bombs the whole body. Uh-huh. These are are uh, laser targeted mm. bombs. These are smart bombs. Uh-huh. Ah, see, That's they right. Just go in and they just smart bomb they that just particular spot. The- and so imagine how much less medication would be required if you could smart bomb the particular spot. Rather That's right. than just bombing the whole body. That's right. And it can be such like a, a quick procedure that can take place. Now, obviously, right now, this is in the development lab stage where there is a scientist with a microscope and a and zebrafish. optical laser. Lots of zebrafish. That, that's right. Working this out. Now, to get to the, this to the point of production where you could walk into a what doctor's office. I thought they always used rats. Uh, I don't know. I guess they saw the zebrafish as better in this scenario. That, that's my assumption. But but I guess it'll get to rats pretty soon. That's like the step before humans, right? So, you know, that's that's kind of where they need to get to. Yeah. To to know so. if it really works. But that that this this technology it's being developed. Speaking of technology that's being developed, love in yes. England, uh, a, pro- a project has just been announced at the Farnborough Air Show. Okay. Oh, I've always wanted to go. I really, really want to go. My whole life I've wanted <laughs> to go to the Farnborough Air Show. That one and Oshkosh in Wisconsin. That's right. Well, at this Farnborough Air Show, a project was announced where they're going to build unmanned, uncrewed military aircraft that can move at 4,000 miles per hour. How many Mac? That's like Mac, Mac 4. Mac 5. Mac 5. Yeah. So that is basically double the speed of the SR-71. In, no, 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 no. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's double the speed because we're talking about 6,000 kilometers per hour. That's just, that's making my brain hurt. Blisteringly so that, fast. So, so, I mean, the SR-71 when it's traveling at top speed is, is basically flying through very thick soup. That's right. That's because a- the, the, the air, the amount of air that it's pushing through at that mm-hmm. speed is you know it's it's basically a submarine. It's just that's right. Well, so what's this thing? This is the thing to be flying through thick mud. Yeah, that's right. Es- at that speed, essentially, like so is this thing rocket powered. Uh, yes, it's got a big old turbine on the back that's just absolutely sending it. Uh, well, I think the is biggest turbine, difference this is a jet engine, like a scramjet or something. Uh, let me have a look here. I believe they're using, they, they're using a combination of things, uh, okay. like magnets and all, all kinds of different things to just get, yeah. because, because, because like, as you okay, just this acknowledge, is positively different news. Yeah, I this know. Is, this is a, a, a machine of war. And that's it's, right. And that's it's right. Cool, Listen, but he, he, I need to hear the positive That's thing. right. And, and the purpose of this is to, to fly a payload into, you know, a, into a military zone at, 4,000 kilometers an hour that can yes. be dropped and target things. Now, yes. is that positive? It's positive from one perspective. Mm. That means that knowledge is increasing. People are running to and <laughs> Jesus fro. Co- and Christ Jesus is coming, is coming soon. back soon. Okay. <laughs> because how long will the world last if, if planes are flying around at 
4,000 miles per hour dropping payloads. See, I just want to point out to our listeners that this is what happens when I go away. Lawson just takes over the show and he's like, yeah, this is Lyle's section. I'd rather his section. I'll just do his section. <laughs> That's right. I just, you know, positively different news this because morning. Jesus is coming Jesus back. Jesus is coming we back We can talk soon. about any negative thing. That's right. In positively that's, that's different news now. Re- we have spin. redefined positively different news here on The Breakfast Show. Correct. Correct. But, hey, the unfortunate thing is you can't sit in this very cool big plane because that's it's sad. it's uncrewed. Uh, Super sad. But I really want to sit in it. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show, and we're going to have another question for the quiz. According to Hebrews, Christ waits for his enemies to be made what? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, of course, get your answers in because you get to go into the draw to win a puzzle and a CD of your choosing. We have a whole host of them, and we will definitely, if you win, we'll inform you of your choices. But get in 0491-064-669. According to the book of Hebrews, Christ waits for his enemies to be made what? Well, right now, we have come to our time for interview of the day. And our interview today is with one of our favorite guests on the phone. We have Jeremy Dixon. Jeremy, are you there with us? I'm here. Good to hear from you. Yeah, amazing. Jeremy, we, as we've been going through, we've been talking about all things food, all things cooking, all things veganism and health as well. And we're, we're just continuing on with the, with the, with the conversation today. Fantastic. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that is almost oxymoronical in a lot of people's ha- in a lot of pieces <laughs> people's heads in a lot of people's diets in a lot of people's uh, in a lot of people's houses and that is the topic of nutritious and healthy sweets exactly and a lot of people kind of have the opinion that it's either healthy or it tastes good but um, yeah. i don't agree with that i think you can uh, make healthy stuff taste really good. And that gets like what I spend my life doing, really. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I, I often joke with people, like, because, uh, like, for myself, I'm vegan and, and there will be, like, vegan dessert or something at church. You know, there will be the, the non-vegan dessert and then the vegan dessert yeah. and I'll be eating the yeah. vegan dessert and people are like, oh, how does it taste? And it either tastes good or it tastes vegan. Like that's the that's the that's the joke usually that we that we tell each other. Like that's the that's the the language that we use. But you're a proponent of the idea, and I would agree with you that that vegan or healthy sweets and healthy food in general can can taste amazing. Exactly, definitely, yeah. So I suppose as a starting point, I mean, most general kind of unhealthy sweets or non-vegan sweets, whatever you look at, they generally fill with a lot. Huge amounts of sugar, uh-huh. butter, uh, cream, and other things as well. And if you look at some of the recipes for some, even some basic things like muffins and cakes and things, um, the amount of stuff that goes in, like something can have a couple of cups of sugar, and yeah. so some of them are just like just loaded with super unhealthy stuff. It's amazing. Mm. So um, yeah, I've tried to take some of the existing sweet things and tried to you know do kind of healthy versions. Yeah, amazing. So it's uh, from what I'm hearing from what you've said, uh, the way not to go is just to get cups of sugar, but rather use existing ingredients that are sweet to create that sweet flavor that we all love to taste as we're eating desserts. 
Exactly. And obviously, the, you know, the default sweetener is basically white sugar or mm. yeah, I suppose you can go brown sugar, but that's pretty much pretty similar to white sugar or raw sugar. They're pretty much all in the same bucket, really. They're just full of, full of sweetener. But there's, there's quite a few really cool things that you can use. So obviously, when you're doing healthy sweets, you need to inject some kind of sweetness. Uh-huh. In some dishes, you can use, you know, for example, the natural fruit sugars, like, for example, you have frozen berries or banana or whatever, or apple. Um, they, they can kind of have some mm. really nice... Um, Nice sweeteners, um, nice sweetness for them. Um, but I said, what is one of my favourite um, sweeteners that we use in the cafe a lot, um, and it's super cheap, is um, you can make your own date puree. Uh-huh. And what you do is you take dried dates, which are probably the cheapest dried fruit you can get, put them in a blender with some water, and you can kind of pre-soak them if you want, if you've got a low-power blender, and then you just blend it up into this kind of a kind of a puree really Uh. and put it in your fridge and that is just a really awesome inexpensive healthy kind of easy to use general purpose sweetener you can put it in desserts you can put it in baking you put a lot of things so date puree is one of our favorite kind of sweeteners oh that's amazing so it's like you're either making a cake or making cookies or whatever it is and you're like okay just got to blend up the dates and then chuck it in and then it's like it's essentially doing the same job. Now, the question is, if it's doing the same job, if it is sweetening it up, like, it, it, it's healthy, right? Yeah, well, well I mean, a, a dried date uh-huh. um, is, I think, a lot healthier than a, than a cup of cane sugar. So, mm. um, I mean, it's, even though it's still sugars, I mean, sugars are sugars. But you know, I'm a firm believer that you know, if you have a, like an apple or a dried bit of fruit, that's going to be a, a much healthier form of sugar than than white, um, you know, cane sugar. Okay, so cane like cane sugar, bad. Throwing it out, dates to sweeten. That's the way we're, we're bringing that into the fold. Is there anything else that we can use to? Is dates the only go to, or is there is there a no, broad so, range yeah, of things? No, you see, other things we use as well. Date's kind of kind of our starting point. The date it does kind of kind of have a bit of a datey kind of flavour, mm. um, so it doesn't definitely work for every single application. Sure, uh, but it works for a lot of them as well. Particularly when, we, for example, we make a really nice um, uh, raw cacao muesli at the cafe. So oh. um, using date syrup and that is a really nice sweetener that goes with the cacao really well. So mm. uh, yeah, kind of anything kind of a brown flavour side, like your chocolates and your caramel kind of things. Dates generally work well. If you're putting it with something that's kind of a bit more mild, like a, something like, say, peach, for example, or more delicate flavour, um, it can kind of overpower it. So it doesn't work in every application. Mm-hmm. Um, other things we, we, we have used is um, honey is a really good sweetener as well. Oh, sure. And it's quite sweet. Again, you get a bit of a honey flavour sometimes, so mm-hmm. honey is a really good sweetener. Um, that you can you get, just get the liquid stuff and squeeze it in, which is really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably our top ones are coconut sugar. It's kind of um, a comes from a, the coconut palm. Mm. Um, that's another good sweetener we use occasionally as well, um, and that probably operates probably more like sugar than all the other sweeteners. Uh-huh. Um, you can find that in most supermarkets these days. Um, agave is like a cactus uh, nectar, uh-huh. which you can find in health shop, which is quite fun. Um, again, it's probably quite concentrated, so it's not and quite expensive, so not the first choice. So that's quite nice as well. And a lot of people use uh, stevia. Yes, um, which yes. is kind of a powdered form, and it's very. Um, we actually don't use it. I think it's quite a healthy product, but it's very hard to get the quantities right, mm. and it has that kind of that aftertaste of um, that's kind of it that I don't really like. So we actually don't use stevia in our stuff, although I think it is quite a good sweetness for some people to use if you don't mind that that kind of aftertaste. Okay, I got a question about uh, this is about my favorite sweetener. Now I yes. am an absolute fiend for maple syrup. I'm like. Yes. 
I am about it. Like, I think it's the greatest thing ever. Is is that like a good way to go? Yeah, yeah. I'll probably put the same, the same bucket as agave. Yeah, that's the other one I was going to mention as well. Yeah, that's a really good sweetness you use too. I mean, it comes out of the maple tree. Mm. Again, it's still a concentrated thing, so it's not something you want to be having huge amounts of. But, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I put that in my mid-range healthy sweetener kind of range. We use it occasionally too. It's got a really nice flavor too. I, that's that's what I love about it because I'm I'm not a huge fan of honey. I, I prefer like maple syrup every day, like in everything, whether it's smoothies, on pancakes, yes. on it. Like I just anything <laughs> can sweet can have maple syrup on it. It can be a chocolate cake, and I'll I'll put maple syrup <laughs> on it. Like maybe that's too extreme, but I am just a, such a maple syrup fan. And so to know, okay, no, this is this is actually good for my health. Now, well, obviously not into <laughs> too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay, that's awesome. Ah, that's exciting. When you go to watch the maple syrup in the supermarket, you'll find there's like you'll be a jar of maple syrup or mm. bottle. And next to it, there'll be a maple-flavoured syrup. That's right, that's which right. Which is just a sugary syrup with a bit of maple flavour added. That's right. You've got to really watch. You are actually getting maple syrup when you buy it. You don't just mm. get like a, a sugary, sweetened kind of a flavoured version. Yeah, I get the one with the Canadian flag on it. I make sure. You know, I'm not getting I'm yeah. not getting stitched up with golden syrup. No way. I'm not touching it. <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've, I've seen naughty ones with Canadian flags, so don't let that be your... Really? Golden uh, syrup? Approval. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, 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 make, they make them um, pretty cunning these days to make them look like the real thing. So, uh, yeah. That's so Keep lame. Just use ingredients, <laughs> basically. Ah, that's awesome. Well, hey... So I guess we've got all these different sweeteners. What what are some what are some applications? What are some vegan sweets that we're making with these things? Oh yeah, I mean there's heaps to go through. I suppose I suppose one of my favourite um, starting points. I'll start, I'll, probably, I'll start on the healthier end. Is probably one thing I quite like is chia puddings. Mm. And um, chia seeds they kind of gel up. They kind of give quite a kind of yes. a nice um, kind of a nice kind of a they kind of gel up kind of texture. So they're nice for cheesecakes or doing puddings and desserts. So you can mix chia seeds with like you know cashew cream and some fruit or blueberries or something and you've got a very very quick very very um very quite nice nice tasting dessert and um, it takes about five or ten minutes for them to kind of puff up and kind of gel together mm. but that's kind of a really nice thing and, I, and it, it ends up being quite um quite light it's quite a light dessert mm. as well. a lot of the vegan sweets that we do or people do are quite quite heavy and quite concentrated but i really like chia dessert yes. and puddings you know we can kind of mangoes blueberries Cherries, um, they're really nice, um, um, really nice kind of an ingredient to use as you know your chia puddings. Yeah, there's a there's a cafe here in Newcastle called Food Pharmacy. Uh, they do like a chia chia chocolate mousse berry pudding, and it's like oh, it's incredible. Again, vegan, yeah. but so tasty. Yes, exactly. Um, the other other one that's quite fun is kind of layering all your your slices. Do I wear it's like a a cheesecake or a slice um, or something is you can do different layers of, of um, things to make a slice. Mm. And um, so, for example, some of my recipes and some of these here around, you might have, like, for example, the base, like a base of a cheesecake. You basically blend up or in a food processor put some some dates and some almonds together, so some nuts and fruit to make a little, like a really thin base. Mm. And then in the middle, you might you put your kind of your creamy filling, mm-hmm. which may, consert, may consist of things like, you know, cashew cream, uh, you can put in things like yeah, chia seeds, berries. You can flavour it in a whole lot of different ways. Or mm. if you want a chocolatey, you can throw in some cacao, mm. um, cacao powder. Um, also, you can add coconut oil. So when you add coconut oil, um, it basically starts off being liquid when it's hot, and then when it sets and refrigerates, it goes hard. So you can kind of get more of a hard base. 
Mm. Um, and then on the top of the top layer, you can either do like a kind of a fruit pasty jam thing with like berries or um, you can do sprinkles of, of dust of cacao powder so or sprinkles with nuts and things. So there's you kind of the kind of, kind of the whole layering system. And you only have a base, kind of your filling, which is most of it, and a little kind of topping. And that's kind of a kind of a I suppose a starting point if you wanted to do a dessert in those sweets. And, and some of them can be quite sweet and concentrated, mm. but you you can often just cut them into really small little squares. You don't need a whole big wedge of it. You can just be quite happy just to have a little kind of you know two centimeter by two centimeter slice. Is often all you need with some of these things. Mm. Oh, totally. I think that's that can be sometimes the the downfall of vegan sweets is that it's like, all right, so we're making a vegan sweet, doesn't have milk, doesn't have eggs, but we need it to be sweet. So we're just going to make it as rich as we possibly can, especially in like the chocolate areas. Like they're just like, yeah, we'll just make it as rich and sugar filled as yeah. we as we possibly can. So it has that same impact as a regular sweet, but then it's just Im- almost impossible to eat. But you're saying, hey, just reduce the quantity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and some of them are very, very high in calories, especially if you're adding things like um, all the, you know, the chopped nuts and the dates and um, you know, coconut oil, very, very high mm. calories and fat. But again, just, just modify your portion size and um, just a little little slices, um, a tiny little square is often all you need of those type of things. And we're talking about dessert anyway. We're talking about a food in which, like, we're not we're not exactly. wanting to eat a lot of, um, but are uh, just amazing uh, regardless. Okay, so we've got we've got cheesy puddings, we've got cakes. These are kind of the the classics uh, that I see when when people attempt or are trying to get into vegan desserts. It's kind of the the first kind of go tos. Those kind of layer cakes and whatnot. Uh, what's mm-hmm. what's the, what's the step from there? If we're getting quite advanced into into vegan desserts and healthy desserts, where, where do we go from there? Um, well, you can go for your. Um, I suppose the other thing is baking. Vegan baking is. Mm. Um, can get can get quite complicated. And again, with baking, it's, you've got to get more precise. Mm. Um, and um, and obviously, traditional baking is just sort of you know flour, butter, white sugar, um, cream, and everything like that. Um, one, one quite nice kind of cake, cakey, bakey thing to make, which is also gluten free, is your kind of your fry ends, mm. which is usually a mixture of um, like linseeds and almond meal um, and chia seeds or something like that. So almond meal is quite a good base. So doing like a fry end would, would it gives a kind of kind of a cakey kind of texture, but without being full of all that white flour and sugar and mm-hmm. things. So um, kind of your fry end those usually come as like little oval little oval cakes. Uh-huh. Um, but almond flour is kind of the base you use as a binding ingredient, which is quite nice. And you can flavour them up with like orange or lemon, or do lots of little things. So it's kind of what a fun kind of way of doing a nice kind of vegan, healthy, gluten free, non flour kind of a cake. It's like your fry end. Mm. Oh, incredible. Well, Jeremy, you've come on the show again. You've made us hungry. You've shared incredible information uh, and you've blessed us. Thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It's The Breakfast Show. What an amazing interview that was with Jeremy. We're all <laughs> feeling very hungry right now. But before we get back to our more serious news, let's find out what the next question for our quiz is. All right, next question for the quiz. Who said that he had received gold from the people and then cast into the fire and there came out this calf? So so who got gold from the people, put it in a fire and made a cow out of it? 
that people then worshipped. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. And you can go into the draw to win our prizes for this week, which is you got one side, which is you got a, a selection of puzzles that you can pick from. And the other side is that we've got a selection of CDs. You can have one or both. Okay. Fantastic stuff. All right, let's uh, jump into our more serious news this morning. Don't forget to give us a call if you know the answer to that one or if you'd like to comment on any of the things that we're talking about mm. this morning. Actually, speaking of comment, real quick, someone, my friend, my friend Johanna, she te- sent me a text message saying, ask Lyle if he is okay. He seems to be in a bit of a cheeky mood this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was talking... in a cheeky mood. I think she was talking in regards to when I was talking about the quiz last time and you were like throwing some kind of like weird tantrum about how you want two puzzles and so one. It wasn't a weird tantrum. That made absolute perfect sense. I would like two puzzles, please. But you can't have anything. You're a host on the show. I know. I'm just putting myself in the shoes of Alyssa. <laughs> no, you guys just you guys are just getting into all kinds of strife while I'm. That's what it is. As soon as I go away, you mess everything up. That's right. Anyway, uh, turning to more serious news. Of course, the UK was in the news yesterday because they hit 40 degrees, which yeah, is an all-time wild. record, and. This is one of those stories that both amuses me beyond imagination and at the same time is very sad because Mm. a bunch of people die. Mm. I remember being in England one time and it was 12 degrees and the sun came out Mm. and people started taking their shirts off and laying on the grass in the sun. Yeah. And it was 12 degrees. That's so funny. And I was wearing thermal underwear Uh and a heavy, thick jacket and people were like, oh, sun. And I was like, oh, this is why I live in Australia. I think Australians always get a little bit amused when, you know, it, it hits somewhere above 35 degrees in England and everybody is just like, it's so hot, we're all dying over here. Well, they hit 40 degrees, which was an all-time record. And it's interesting to look at temperature around the world because uh, on current projections, both Melbourne and Sydney are on track to hit 50 in the next few years. Uh, we've already in Sydney, we've had, uh, what do we have, 48.9, I think, something mm. like that, uh, which is, you know, you're getting up around Saudi Arabia kind of temperatures mm. there. And so I was sort of wondering, I like, you know, what is the hottest temperatures the world's ever had and how much heat can the human body actually handle? So supposedly the hottest ever uh, temperature recorded was in El Azizia in Libya. Uh, who claimed that they hit 58 degrees. That is insane. Yes. That is blood boiling. Well, I guess boiling is 100, but... Well, it's a bit it's a bit disputed because they say that at 60 degrees, you can only last for 10 minutes. Outside? Yes. And then you're just done. And you're done. <sighs> done in 10 minutes at 60 degrees. And so you're definitely getting up to temperatures that are just literally non-survivable. Yeah. If 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 the temperature is going up to that, you're going to have to sit in the bath all day and hope that the bath water doesn't warm up. Yeah, I remember I was in Spain yes. and in the desert in, in Aragon, which is in the Alcanis area, where it literally looks like the moon. Like, it's cool. just crazy. And, uh, or, or like Mars. Like, yep. it's just, just insane. And we, we were there racing and it hit 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. And... Like, it made the track so slippery because, like, overheat. Because they have different kinds of uh, compounds for their roads. Yeah, that's right. In these countries. It's the same in Tasmania. You hit 45 degrees in Tasmania and the roads melt. Literally. down the gutter. (laughs) It was the same thing. But what we did overnight, like, a lot of people were doing this. I was staying in a camper. Yes. And you couldn't leave the camper on all night with the air conditioner on. 
So what we'd do is we'd put water on the floor and sleep on the floor <laughs> in our undies because it was so hot. Uh-huh. It's so hot. Like, but yeah, like that, that was, you know, when it hit 45, these guys have hit 40. But yeah, if we're expecting 50 degree days, that's insane. Of course, the opposite extreme is that if your body temperature gets down to 21 degrees, you're done. Yeah. That's hypothermia. There are some people who have uh, survived those kinds of experiences in a semi-kind of hibernation kind of situation. The body goes sure. into semi-hibernation and people have survived. Not uh, really well understood. And, but if uh, uh, you can live indefinitely mm. at 40 degrees with 50% humidity. Okay, that you can survive that. Yeah, you indefinitely mm-hmm. at 50% humidity. So you look at all of these temperatures and you ask yourself the question, you know, what's going on here? What is it that is taking place around our world? And, you know, clearly, you know, you look at the floods, you look at the droughts that we've had and people say that this is cyclical. Uh, people say that it is a natural process of our world. People say all kinds of things in relationship to that. I just read my Bible. Mm. And I'm just going to read what my Bible says. So this comes from Revelation chapter 11 mm-hmm. and verse 18. So Revelation 11 and verse 18. Let me flick across here real quick and just share with you what it says and what my expectation is in relationship to the end of the world. The Bible says in verse 18, the nations were angry. Yeah, we can see that. Your wrath is come, the time of the dead that they should be judged, and you should give reward to your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and those that fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those which destroy the earth. So here's my expectation. My expectation is that at the end of time, our earth is going to be destroyed by humans. Mm. When I look around our world right now, if I look at the State of the Environment report, which came out here in Australia yesterday, which was absolutely just mind-bogglingly awful. Mm. The state of the environment report in Australia was all about what humans are doing to destroy the planet. And Mm. this has only been happening for the last 100, 150 years. We didn't have the capability to do it it before that. This prophecy could never be fulfilled before our generation, and Mm. we have been seeing it fulfilled in front of our eyes. We should not be arguing this. We should not be debating about this. We should be reading our Bibles. Mm. And our Bibles tell us that just before Jesus comes back, human beings will be destroying the planet. Human beings are destroying the planet. We have people who argue it one way, argue it the other. Just read your Bible. Yeah. End of story. Agree. Do we sit back and say, well, you know, the whole place is going to burn because Jesus is coming back? No. We have been given responsibility for this. If I loan you my car, you can't go and burn my car, even if I tell you I'm going to... Burn it when I when you give it back to me. Mm. You can't do that. You have to look after my car. Yeah. If I choose to burn it, that's my decision, not yours. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's talk about children's apps very quickly. Uh, this is a scary one. Australia's most popular entertainment apps for children contain a whole bunch of risky code that allows companies to gather data on children and to build prof- profiles that they can use to follow them for life. Mm. So this was an audit of uh, 186 Android entertainment apps by Children and Media Australia, CMA. They found that 59% of those tested contained dangerous code. And they noted that by the time a child in Australia reaches their 13th birthday, 72 million pieces of personal data have been collected on a child here in Australia 
by the time they reach their 13th birthday. That is 72 million pieces of personal information. Mm-hmm. I didn't have people collecting my personal information when I was that age. Yeah, that's right. It just did not exist. So this is sensitive information of young Australians. Uh, it's in the hands of corporate entities with basically no oversight mm. or limited oversight or they're looking at themselves. Mm. Yeah, how much are we going to trust them? Not. Uh, so this data can be used for a whole bunch of different purposes and many of the purposes that they can use this data for haven't even been invented yet. Mm. Haven't even been thought of yet, but the data is there and the data is collected. Uh, it's transmitting uh, various identifiers. A lot of these apps are, are transmitting these identifiers without any form of encryption, so you can just hack into it. And these identifiers enable you to identify children because they're all stored in exactly the same place. So a couple of you know quick cross, cross-referencing within that same place, and you've got the identity of who these children are. Mm. So you've got a bunch of popular games. Um, such as Star Wars, Pinball 7, Dr. Panda's Swimming Bull, etc. These are aimed at children who are younger than five years. Peppy Play, My Town Gaming Franchises, these were all ones that were named. Some of these, like Dr. Panda's Swimming Pool, are owned by the Chinese Communist Party. wonder what they're doing with the information. ABC Kids was among the apps that was detected collecting data. Uh, it gives the ability f- to build a lifelong advertising profile, and there is no way to opt out. The only safe place when it comes to screens for our children is for our children not to have screens. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.